Welcome back to the Focus B Show. This is Katie Stoddart here, aka The Focus B. And on this show, I interview high performers and leaders around the world to discover their secrets on peak performance, productivity, mindfulness, and leadership. So if you want to take your performance and your leadership to the next level, then you're in the right place. Listen up and connect with the magic. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Focus Bee Show. I am absolutely thrilled to be here today with Joanna Lott. Joanna works with coaches to help them build their coaching business. She is the co-author of the number one selling book, Your Dream Job Toolkit, and she has over 20 years experience in different businesses and with leadership teams. Hello, Joanna. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Katie. Thanks so much for having me. Real, real pleasure. Can't wait to dive into this. We've got lots of different aspects to discuss. But to begin, why don't you tell us a bit how everything started for you? What was the biggest pivotal point in your career? Um, so I think the Taking the Positive Intelligence program, which is a six-week mental fitness program, which we can talk about today, and they have this great free assessment on their website. So do go and check it out. It's www.positiveintelligence.com. And it's called a saboteur assessment. And I took this two-minute free assessment and came out 10 out of 10 as a pleaser and quit my job that day because I realized the only reason I wasn't quitting was because I didn't want to upset my boss. But instead, I was so busy pleasing everybody else that I was completely dissatisfied myself. And it was just such a huge realization. And I'm now lucky enough to be a pioneer for positive intelligence and use it with my clients. And they have also had like huge insights from the program that's fantastic I also love the positive intelligence and saboteurs test I know that in my case the hyperachiever was extremely high and explained a lot of yeah temptations behaviors thought patterns that I had uh, but we can discuss maybe the hyperachiever a bit later I'd love to hear a little more about once you'd realized that the pleaser was playing such a role in your life how did you then change? What did you act upon? And maybe if you can explain a bit more the, the pleaser and the behavior of the pleaser, that'd be great. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, the pleaser is essentially continuously putting everybody else before yourself. And I think especially as women, you get you know brought up with thinking that's a good thing to always put everybody else first. But actually, the program helps you to see that actually it's not always a good thing because then you build up silent resentment. Um, and lots of other negative associations and people don't know what to expect from you. They don't know my needs so therefore they can't fulfill my needs. So actually it wasn't such a kind thing. I'd always been brought up to think it was just so kind to continuously put myself last and put everybody else first. And the positive intelligence completely reframes that and says, actually, you know, there's good elements, of course, but there are also negative elements. And yeah, that really shone through to me essentially that it wasn't me being really nice because instead I'm just silently harboring grudges because <laughs> I'm such a pleasing person so um yeah so it also then teaches you ways of stopping these behaviors so they're called PQ reps and you can do them um various different ways I could talk through how if, if that could be useful yeah that so, sounds great yeah brill so 
there's a tactile one. So if you rub your two fingertips together so you can feel the ridges of your fingertips and really concentrate on that sensation for a minute. And now rub two hands together so you can really feel your palms and again, really concentrate on that sensation. And now close your eyes and take a deep breath in and deep breath out. And just really concentrate on your breathing. And now if you want to listen for the furthest sound you can hear. And then listen for the closest sounds that might be your breathing. And then if you want to open your eyes, and the last one is visual PQ rep. So just look at the screen or anything around your desk or vicinity and just really concentrate on that thing. So the colours, the textures, everything about that object. And that's therefore four ways of doing PQ reps. So it's um, basically no emotion lasts longer than 90 seconds. But the reason we can stay in that anger, anxiety, all those sort of feelings for so long is because we're continuously adding fuel to the fire. So PQ reps are a scientific way of interrupting that usual neural pathway. So you know the trigger happens. So you know your kids don't put their shoes on. And before you know it, you're going to be shouting because you shout every day and that's what happens. So the, the way of stopping that usual pattern of behavior is to do something like this, at least 10 seconds, but preferably 90 seconds of one of these PQ reps or all four, if you fancy. And then you get to choose a new behavior. So it's it's a great sort of middle point. That's interesting. And so the four were the finger, then the hands together, then the sound and then the vision. So those four. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. The hands together and the finger are the same one. So that's tactile, breathing, yes. uh, sound, breathing. and visual. And the breathing, interesting. So you're going through the different senses to break yeah. the pattern. Exactly, that's it. And it's it definitely does give you the ability to then start thinking, oh, I'm doing that thing again and I don't want to do that. How, how do I want to behave? And obviously the more you start choosing that better behaviour, the more that becomes your norm and you develop new neural pathways that mean it's more likely that you'll behave that way again in the future. And yeah, it's, it's scientifically proven on an MRI, but in six to eight weeks to actually rewire your brain, you know, it'd be visible. If you do this regularly, every time that anxiety or stress comes up, instead of fueling the fire, um, they talk about take your hand off the hot stove. So no more than one second of negative emotion, which sounds harsh, I realise before you move to your more sort of creative, innovative side of the brain, which will help you deal with that challenge in, you know, nicer ways, more positive ways. That's amazing. It's such a great combination of both the awareness, so you realize, and then the pattern interrupt through yeah. the different senses, and then the rewiring the behavior. Because I often think of it in terms of emotional management, pausing, acknowledging the emotion seeing what triggered it breathing and then going to the next but what I realize is mind you I'm doing that with the breathing <laughs> I guess yeah. but this is giving you alternatives to when you pause before you rewire to another emotion yeah and it's a great way of doing it I use this in lots of interview training and things I run 
because therefore it's not just about closing your eyes and being in meditation as that you can literally do it while you're in the waiting room waiting for your interview while you're in your interview room like you can just literally look at them try and be really present so it does give you other options I think that well I I certainly hadn't heard it before no I haven't heard of it either not with the listening to the most distant sound and the most mm. close sound and then the finger and the hands I would definitely go to you that that's great uh, tip yeah. and I love the the saboteurs and the positive intelligence side. And I had seen their things about the PQ reps, but I didn't know what it entailed. So this is fantastic. Oh. So oh, it's like, I always learn new things on podcast interviews. This is the main reason I do it. It's like yeah. my second university. Uh, hopefully the audience gets as much out, if not more than I do. Exactly. So coming back to the pleaser. So you use these PQ reps. Can you tell us a bit more what your journey was like when you started to overcome and change that behavior? Um, yeah, so it was interesting, actually, because they advertised the program as, you know, completely life changing. It will have huge, dramatic effects on your life within six weeks. And, you know, it sounded a bit hyped up, to be honest. You think this is crazy. But anyway, clearly, I signed up just to see if it was as crazy as it sounded. <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, for me personally, and for loads of my clients now, it has genuinely been life changing. I spoke to a client last week who who literally used those words. He said, it's just been completely life-changing. And he laughed when he said it, because again, it sounds so ridiculous that something can change your life in such a short period of, of time, but it really can. So, you know, I quit my job. I became a coach. I became visible on social media, which I previously would never have been wanting to be visible on social media and things like that. I've talked at huge events, which again, previously I, I thought I couldn't do. I think essentially it gives you the ability of interrupting all of those negative or limiting beliefs that have already told you, you know, you can't do that. You can't do this because now I can stop myself and think, do you know what? I can and I can rewire the old thoughts and start to think something else. And, and it genuinely has changed, I'd say, every single aspect of my life, including parenting and work relationships because because again you just get aware of your thoughts it gives you that space to become aware of your thoughts and I think having names for these things like the judge the pleaser the hyperachiever the controller help you to just spot it that second earlier than you normally would spot it so you can do something about it rather than just continue you know bumbling through life which is what most of us do with with very little awareness of our own patterns and our ways of sabotaging our own success yes I think it's an interesting combination of the awareness and awareness just in and of itself can be life-changing that's why meditation can be life-changing or yeah. being coached because having that awareness already of these thoughts and patterns most people don't so they mm. might be hyperachievers like I was or am in some ways and you with the pleaser but they might not see how that is affecting their life, their parenting, yeah. their relationships, their work. So the awareness is huge, but then interrupting the patterns, yeah. that's also, then you can rewire faster. So I feel that the combination of both, I'm not surprised it's life-changing. I think that's in general what <laughs> coaching is like the awareness and yeah. because it's pattern interrupting in coaching when you ask questions and do things. Yeah, exactly. Well, this really supplements coaching and the guy that created it actually was the you know, CTI, one of the top training, coach training organizations, he was the head of the CTI, the guy that created this. So he discovered that coaching on its own wasn't quite enough because people needed that continuous support to help them 
because obviously you know what it's like you go to a coaching session you come out you're pumped you're like yeah I'm gonna change <laughs> stuff and then and then you you don't know how to interrupt the usual patterns so you end up going to your next session and you haven't made maybe the progress you wanted to make because obviously you've been just falling into your usual patterns of behavior so I think together with coaching it's a really amazing combination because then you get to continue that awareness on that you had in your coaching session because it basically pings up on an app on your phone three to five times a day reminding you of these little activities so I think that really helps to to sort of supplement coaching as such to really really embed that change really quickly yes because it's a continuous rewiring of the brain is this related in any way to CBT cognitive behavioral therapy no um no, it's not really. I suppose it's a similar sort of thing, isn't it? Becoming aware of and, and then choosing a different, you know, outcome or a different choice of behavior or whatever. But no, I don't think they kind of linked it to that. Okay. And so the, the real power here, what you were explaining is really around these four pattern interrupts. So using the tactile, the visual, the breathing or the hearing as yeah. a way to rewire. And this is what you did with everything I'm imagining not just with the pleaser with all the other oh yeah yeah exactly and the app sort of runs through you'll have one week on the pleaser you'll have another week on the judge and it's and it's very true that they say we all have the judge because we all judge others or judge ourselves one or the other you know one's normally stronger than the other so yeah you can use it for all of your personal saboteurs and do and find out which ones yours are because it's it's really, really interesting. Well, you already know, but listeners, it's really great to actually find that awareness mm, of what your saboteurs are. And then you can use this for anything, you know. Yes, I mean, having the awareness and the knowledge of those saboteurs. I also think, was this something that you also learned during the, the training, the differentiating yourself from those voices? I know that I named my hyperachiever, I named it HAT, hyperachiever yes. type. And yes. so I would speak at it and be like, look, I hear you, HAT, and this is good, but you know, I'm happy with where I'm doing or I'm doing well. I don't need to have this extra pressure to achieve I will still achieve my goals with self-acceptance and staying calm and grounded. But I would literally have a conversation with it. Wow. Yeah, that's exactly it. They they do say to name it. I don't think I ever did name not mine actually, <laughs> but lots of people do. And 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 why it works is because when you're in the sort of stressed part of the brain, you can't access emotions like creativity, laser-headed focus, innovation. All of those are kind of blocked off because your stress is just fight or flight. I mean, you know, you just can't see all of the options. And by doing this for at least 10 seconds, but, you know, the longer the better, you do start to be able to move over to that other side of the brain. They call it the sage side of the brain in positive intelligence program. And then you can start to handle that challenge in a different way than you probably have previously handled it. Yes, that's a... It's an interesting concept. And I think in general, with whether it's beliefs or the different saboteurs or any of these things, just knowing that, you know, our thoughts and our usual behavioral patterns, mm. even though they feel like this is us, they're yes. not. They're just like behaviors we've done so often that they feel so familiar that we identify with them. But you're not a pleaser. I'm not a hyperachiever. We both had pleasing or hyperachieving patterns of behavior yeah. and knowing that's not our identity I also feel mm. is extremely helpful 
Yeah, exactly. That's so true. And I think the fact that most of this starts like prior to age seven, your beliefs and things are formed. So actually, what I discovered, another thing I discovered was that I'm not shy because I'd always thought I was shy. And again, it just helps you build that awareness. That actually, do you know what? That's not true anymore. That was true when I was seven and now I'm not. <laughs> and it's not true. So so it's freed me up to be able to do, you know, huge talks and lots of different things I would never have done previously before that awareness before being able to question it, I think, that that pause to be able to question, are these things true or not? Which, again, most of us don't really get that space in life, I think. So how does it happen in practice? So in practice, if you have, let's say, a thought that is sort of a people-pleaser thought, do you notice it every time? Do you catch it? How do you strengthen that awareness now? Um, yeah, so as I say, take your hand off the hot stove, no more than one second of negative emotion. So the minute you notice yourself thinking, you know, something that's just not health, healthy, that you're about to agree to something that's going to be of detriment to you and whatever. Just, yeah, just take a minute, at least 10 seconds, and then and then, and then think about it again, and you will be able to think about that situation and, and weigh it up in a different way. So it is about learning to take that pause. And it's, it's not easy, so I'm making it sound super easy. But of course it's not, because our brains are just, you know, wired to just go, 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 go. So it does take awareness, hence why it is handy to have the app buzzing up at you, because you are thinking, I'm busy, I don't have time for this. But actually, in the long run just taking that time out really helps and the feedback from my clients is the same I run it for lots of big corporate organizations and then we have a weekly discussion with sort of 10 a group of 10 of us and it is amazing that they're all in really senior positions really manically busy and they do say every single one of them that by doing it they have created more space and they have noticed huge changes the way they would react in their teens and everything um, so yeah, as I say, it's not as easy as it sounds. Hence, why I think it is good to do the official program because then you get those reminders. Because otherwise, it is easy to just drift back. And but you could use your phone. You could have reminders popping up on your phone. Just going, take a minute. Well, phones do that now, don't they? My iPhone's continuously popping up at me, going, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> do yours do that? No. <laughs> I don't know I leave my phone in play mode and I don't have an iPhone but maybe this is the iPhone thing like breathe <laughs> yeah my, my phone and I've got an iWatch as well that continuously goes take a minute to breathe so it's obviously lots of places are trying to kind of come about this sort of um app be continuous I think you need something to continuously stay on the level as such so your stress levels don't get completely out of control so that's why I think just by small sort of 90 second exercises throughout the day three or four exercises you can just stay on that level it just keeps bringing you back down before you get completely you know spiraled out of control well this is all directly linked to to focus and obviously I'm really passionate about focus with my brand the focus b the podcast the focus b show and this is really what I feel focus is about is about remembering and coming back to that place of mindfulness, to that place mm -hmm. of where did that gap? And when you were talking about realizing and waiting, you know, 10 seconds or more, yeah. that's also, you know, what Viktor Frankl talks about between the stimuli and the response and there's being uh -huh. that gap. And I feel that most people aren't aware. Most people don't realize that when something happens, they do have a freedom to how they respond. 
Mm. They don't realize because maybe their behavior is naturally pleaser or hyperachiever or controller or anything or avoider. And so they just go to the natural pattern of reaction. And so they lose that freedom because they're in their autopilot. But yeah. I feel that if you have the awareness, if you know that when something happens, you can pause, rewire, think through, breathe, and then answer again, that really, I feel that in itself is enough to, you know, change someone's life for sure. Yeah, that's it. So you can, you can literally take that away from this conversation and and just start implementing it in every single stressful moment of your life. And obviously there are many stressful <laughs> moments of life. Uh, yeah, just literally start doing it and commit to, I mean, it is a commitment. So you, I would literally write down, I commit to six weeks of strengthening my mental fitness. I think when you write down and use words, strong words like commit, it can really help you to actually do it and create a plan, put it in your phone to buzz up a few times a day to remind you to do some PQ reps. I mean, the program has got lots of other messages, like, for example, there's a childhood picture week. So you find a picture of yourself prior to age seven, really connect to your true inner essence as such before life piles on and we all pretend to be what we're not most of the time because you just have to conform with life but this kind of really connects you back to who you were before all of those expectations kind of get put on you and there's lots of other elements as well which are brilliant but yeah you can still definitely take take and run with some of the stuff we've talked about today. Mm, I really like that I think it's basically mindfulness but directly uh, implementable so when people say oh you should just be more mindful and be more present I think a lot of people get confused and don't really know what it looks like if people mm. are struggling with mindfulness and they're always busy and they're not really present it doesn't help them <laughs> to just yeah. say, be more present they don't know what it means because no. that's their way of functioning they think they're being present and so by doing that you have like practical direct ways of implementing mindfulness by pausing it's, it's essentially yeah. you're putting in place whether it's through the app through a timer through a post-it yeah. reminder you're putting in place obligatory pauses where you stop you breathe you rewire yeah. things through you calm down you calm your nervous system also probably to the parasympathetic nervous system mm. and then you can function again no yeah totally yeah it, it's exactly that and I think the the language they've used in this though I think was specifically to kind of corporates and lots of men also because it's the man that created it and he he's deliberately used and he talks about this really strong language such as pq reps instead of mindfulness or meditation because he thinks that puts people off sometimes if people are not into that so he uses words like pq reps and mental fitness to try and encompass all of society rather than those who just think, oh, mindfulness, what is all this about? Like you say, like, I love mindfulness, don't get me wrong. But lots of people think, I haven't got time for this. You know, so he has kind of reframed it, I think, in a way to try and access lots of other people in society. Mm, and it's clearly uh, working well. Fantastic. Well, we're already approaching the end of the episode. We've got a few minutes left. What would be your main message for people who are, looking to work on their mental fitness, maybe work on their pleaser and put all of this in place? Yeah, so I think the reminder, take your hand off the hot stove, no more than one second of negative emotion. So a child learns by taking their hand off the hot stove when they get burnt. So why do we continue to make <laughs> ourselves suffer 
by staying in our negative thoughts again and again and again and again, which is not helpful. So I think that's a really good takeaway to just keep having in your mind every time that you are ruminating in that same thought. Remember that emotions only last 90 seconds. So you can actually come out of this sort of state you're in if you are getting stressed or anxious. It's just a matter of continuously bringing yourself back down. Um, yeah, and I'm a pioneer of the positive intelligence program. So do get in touch if you would like to do it. Yes, I mean, well, it sounds fantastic. I think everyone can benefit from it. And definitely from doing the test, I'll be putting both a link to your social media and website in the show notes, but also to the positive intelligence website. So for yeah. you that are listening, you can just take the test, see which one of your saboteurs and start working on your mental fitness. Yes, do that, definitely. And there's another test called a PQ score, which is another great test they've got. And lots of the people I work with in corporates are all like, oh, I'm going to ace this. I'm so, so good at this. And they're always shocked at their results. So (laughs) do take that one as well and see how mentally fit you actually are. What does that one uh, judge or evaluate? So it gives you lots of scenarios. So, you know, there's a person shouting at you in the street. How do you react? So it would just say, I would walk away you know go through your normal reactions of how you would normally deal with situations and the best thing is you can then take the same assessment at the end of the program and see if your scores have increased so I had somebody um she was seriously sort of ill and depressed in in fact and her score was about 23 percent so in other words she's only thinking positively 23 percent of the time so negatively 77 percent of the time and by the end of the program, she'd basically completely switched it. So she was thinking positively 77% of the time wow. her, her score had increased so much through doing this. So, yeah, it's just basically they say once you get over 75%, it's tipping point that your mind will continuously just be in that positive zone and you won't be able to get dragged down. But until you get above 75%, you kind of get dragged down by the negative emotions. Mm, because they have more weight Ah, there was also one last question that I had did you redo the saboteurs test to see if your pleaser came up as high yeah I did definitely I mean don't get me wrong I'm still not completely cured I think I'm at about (laughs) 6.9 but I was on literally 10 10 out of 10 so I I have I have managed to move down slightly yeah but I think you know, again, it is a lot of these things are ingrained from childhood and everything. So it's not just an, a quick, easy fix. But yeah, there is there are things you can do about it. So definitely. Yes. And I think maybe also a valid point for, again, people who are listening, is that all of these things, all of these saboteurs are strengths that we've overused. So, you know, being a pleaser, being generous and kind to other people is good up to a certain extent being exactly. ambitious and having drive whatever is good up to a certain extent so I think all of these if they're sort of in balance and that they're not sabotaging your behavior and your result it's still sort of okay you know that's yeah. not be perfectionist about it <laughs> I know exactly uh, perfectionist I think there's another one it is yeah. another one yeah that's great okay well thank you so much Joanna for being on the show today we covered a lot I really liked everything you talked about in terms of the positive intelligence in terms of the pleaser and I feel a lot of people can relate and benefit from this so thank you well thank you very much thank you thank you so much for tuning in today to the focus b show I would absolutely love to hear your feedback so let me know in an apple review or youtube comment what was most valuable for you 
and feel free to share this episode with a friend or a family member. Wishing you a wonderful, magical and focused day ahead. Bye.